This world will make you think, I tell you. It'll make you think because if you don't, you go down the drain in despair. And I don't believe in letting nothing uh, get down in my soul. I'll speak it out so I can be free because if it stay inside, well, my God, I'll become a hateful woman. And I don't want to hate. I want to love. Is that okay? Like, if I found out somebody that I respected was a slave owner, is it still art over artists? Is it if it's you know, or just did horrific things or whatever it is? Like, you know, it, I'm I'm still on the side, and I, I respect both sides. I respect people that just say, "Hey, art artists are separate," because there's plenty of people that I have enjoyed their art, and even beyond art, like you know, their their mm -hmm. ideas, their whatever it is, like you know, their intellectual ideas and. And stuff like that where I can find value in it or it's even impacted me and then finding out later something about them that like, you know, there's I respect both sides. But as far as Michael goes, um, I'm Lee. I totally I, I'm a huge fan. The art has just had impacted my life so much. So I I always recognize my bias, but I just truly I hope and believe that he never did it. Yeah. And the one thing that changed my whole perspective was, you know, over the years, just, you know, reading so much, seeing so much about him. And really, like, you know, people breaking down his his psyche. And, and I've spoken to people that knew him on a personal level. And, like, Michael, as by all accounts, as far as I know, was a kid. You know, like, he... And it, and part of it is sad and is a trauma. But he had deep psychological trauma. And he never grew up. Mm -hmm. And yeah. he, like, so he's a 50-year-old man that internally, because of that trauma, in my opinion, just thought, operated, and navigated the world like a child and so yeah he probably did a lot of inappropriate things for an adult to be doing and, I, and i'm not saying that's okay at all by any means mm -hmm. but it was there's a difference between a malicious inappropriate out of malicious intent and inappropriate because he's like you know a yeah. kid and he's doing what a child would do a child like a child doesn't understand that they're boundaries that an adult would understand and as unfortunate as that is like he was a very tormented man you could see that in his appearance you Facts. can see that in any story of you know this any story you hear about his family and his childhood and he was deeply tormented and uh so 
Do I think he did inappropriate things? Probably, and I'd venture to say absolutely. I think yep. there's things that an adult shouldn't have done that he probably engaged in. Right. But do I think he was a, a rapist or a molester? I don't believe so, and I really hope not. Um, and, I, and I think that there's such a drastic line there between you know the malicious intent of hurting kids and being a, a tormented person who you know, made mistakes in his life. Absolutely. That that makes me think of two things. First off, I mean, you said it yourself, intent, like intention is definitely, because I feel like art by artist for me is something that I have to take on a case by case basis. And intention is definitely a huge part of that. And like contextualization in general, like there are certain rappers, for instance, that like there's a theory out that Kendrick has probably killed somebody if you like really look at his lyrics and you think about where he grew yeah, up. I've heard think, that. You know what I'm saying? That's like if I found out that that was facts, how would that change my relationship with Kendrick's music? Well, it's like if I really sit down and like look at him as a person, it's like I can believe that, you know, intention and growth um, and that all these values that I hold importantly mm-hmm. and the context with which he was in play into it so that i can like forgive that whereas with other people it's like nah you know what you were doing was wrong you just didn't give a fuck like you just got power and were abusing power and that's obviously an easier line to draw and then the second part is also how we respond to people because it's like a lot of the times where people do these uh inappropriate things or like do things that hurt a younger generation is because when they were you know young themselves their old people in their lives from the older generation did shit to them that like messed them up so it's like if every time that happens we then just turn to that person and go you're a monster and like cancel them and like throw them out of culture then it's like what's stop what's actually stopping the cycle are we actually addressing the cycle or are we just like because it is really like a cycle and, th- and that's true i feel like of a yep. lot of things in general the pattern like we have to be able to look at a case by case basis, but we also have to be able to like look at a pattern and like think about like what's going on mentally uh, in terms of people in this country and like across the world that like these things are happening on a constant basis. And in terms of that, I really also think about Hove, think about Jay Z when conversations like this come up too, because he's admitted and we all know he really did sell crack. And you know, and that detrimental to the community should have detrimental at his own benefit in order for him to feed his family and for him to actually have some money in his pocket you know so it's just like time after time again we we could have made that decision to completely throw him out and i mean you see members on fox news i don't he used that clip even in uh drug dealers anonymous in the beginning before his verse came on when it was just like oh he's so crack cocaine blah, blah, blah. he's even bringing that further back into like, like, yeah, I did do that back in the day, but look where I'm at now. Look exactly where I'm providing what I've actually done for the people around me. And, and I think it, it, it pulls me. So I, I, I think I'll eventually settle on the side of art over artists, uh, just because mm-hmm. he, especially, you know, what, what, you know, I, I love Jay-Z. I love I, a lot of these artists that we you know, and people in general we're talking about, um, that this can apply to. And the big one for me is what do you do when you find out after the fact? Like yep. I've been a fan of this person or their ideas or their work or, or their uh, output for 10, 20, 30, 40 years. And then I find something else out. I find something that terrible out or find something that I don't agree with or find something that puts a mark on them in, in the eyes of society. Like, does that erase everything beforehand? Like, you don't, you, if you never knew about it, you know, I can understand the side of not wanting to celebrate these people. I think mm-hmm. a lot about, uh, you know, our, our good friend Glenn, who's working on Christopher Columbus and kind of 
bringing out the true story of Christopher Columbus. And so some people might look at that story and and for those that don't know, you know, just talking about uh, his genocidal history and how he's a celebrated American figure, but was a slave owner among many other things. Was you know, in in many regards, uh, did quite horrible things. Yep. Uh, in his rapist, time. molester, all and of that, thousand plus more. Yep. All, all of that, and so yeah. On one sense, that was in the past. That was I don't know, hundreds of years ago. Uh, and on the other hand, there are statues of him in in your cities. And you have to walk by and for someone knowing the history and knowing that and having to see somebody celebrated, that must be a certain level of pain, too. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and even more so. And I'd say, you know, it's one thing when it's like a hundred year old history and it's like, all right, you know, there's a certain level of pain. Of course, it's going to be associated. But like, imagine if that pain is right now in the present and that person is actively being celebrated. That yeah. person is actively, you know in the the public imagination currently you know that's got to be really difficult to navigate for people seeing seeing someone who you may have been a victim of or someone you know or someone close to you could have been a victim of that person and they're actively being you know celebrated it's it's an incredibly difficult line to draw but you know again like you know do you just give up on somebody completely if they've had 30 years of positive impact in your life and you find something out you know, what do you do about those 30 years prior where they did matter? Facts. Is it all gone? Is it, you know, who knows? But It's interesting. Even with the Christopher Columbus thing, um, I was watching Neil deGrasse Tyson on the Joe Rogan podcast, oh, right? And he was saying that... Um, Bronx Bronx native, by the way. Oh, he is? I, shout out. Oh, shit. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Wait, let's do some introductions right now since <laughs> shout out the Bronx. Um <laughs> Uh, welcome back to the Camino Auto Space. Uh, this is Eric, of course. You got a Zim on the line. Who are we speaking with today? Derek Holman, uh, also go by Cornelius, a uh, man of many talents and, and things. But uh, uh, for this purpose, I'll say I'm a recording artist and uh, entrepreneur. Hey, shout out to the Bronx, too. But yeah, and I was saying what, what he was saying with regards to Christopher Columbus is like, this man is also probably one of the single most important person in history, the way he was able to connect both hemispheres of the world, you know, <laughs> like people within the Americas and people over in Africa and Europe and Asia, there was really no points of contact to the degree in which Christopher Columbus allowed everyone to actually come together and connect both sides of the world. Granted, a lot of shit he did was fucked up, but Think about it for um, that step of human history and mankind. It's just like, can you really cancel and get rid of a person who has had that major of an impact? And also what he did was the fucked up shit that he did, albeit it's fucked up, happened hundreds of years ago. I just think that history just needs to tell it, you know, tell the truth, but also just allow people to realize like that has happened, but he's also had this impact. Can you really have one without the other? Can both live in perfect harmony? I feel like that's up to the individual to decide. But as long as the history is being told and the information is present, that's the thing I feel like matters most. You cannot omit certain elements of history in order to continuously paint a picture of this individual. That's where it becomes fucked up. I feel like it's like they say that history is told by the victors, but we should be aspiring to not like having victors. Like That shows the, the competitive nature of which humans exactly. have coexisted throughout history. So it's like... 
tell both sides. Like nobody wants to tell both sides, but you can tell both sides. People can rest with it and be like, yeah, life is fucked up. It's complicated. Like a person can be a terrible thing, can do terrible things and do great things. And also life is for the living. So if that person is dead, then okay, that person is dead. Take what you want from them and then like live your life better. Stop talking about not, I mean, and obviously I'm not like, cause like, the work that Glenn is doing, for instance, like you, we do need to go back in our history, no, especially where we are. Yeah, yeah, OD. right now in this in this cultural chapter. But I feel like at the end of the day, there are certain people who are going back to that, and they're just kind of projecting all their feelings of you know the current moment and like getting mad at these people who like are are dead <laughs> or like are like celebrities who are like you know so far removed from like day-to-day reality anyway and it's like you need to uh if you feel that way then like make a project about it or just like let it rest where it is and just live your life kind of the way that you wish that others had lived their lives if that if that's the case that you're resting with it so it's uh it's a complicated situation but i feel like at this point we all got to kind of lean into complicated because that's just what life is and the more we try to like kick back against that the more that life gets complicated facts (laughs) and you had a bar too you said life is for the living so it's like we have to just make sure that we're spreading the awareness um, and allowing other people to really make decisions and think for themselves to the best of our ability. I agree. What else, what else has been going on, Derek? I've been doing well, man. Um, like I said, just working. I've got a lot of projects that I'm working on now. I just, speaking of, I recently put out a project. So I put out an album a little while ago. It's called Futureland. The reception to that has been really good and just kind of watching that grow and getting people's reactions has been cool and yeah now i'm just you know continuing to sort of push work on that take that to the next level and and continue to, to grow in that what was that process like it was intense man I, I i probably worked on a project for about five months and it took me to a lot of different places from low lows to high highs and 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 everywhere in between uh, it was a really reflective project and i think it was just like it was sometimes you have something that's just really holding you back a little bit and you have to release that. And so for me, this project was a big release for me to get to the next level. And I think for a lot of people, they're going to hear that and they're going to resonate with that. Like, you know, those whatever it is that's holding you back from taking your life to the next level. This is like when you listen to this project, you I think you'll think about those things if you weren't already. And you start to work through them and, and it's like a, it's an inspirational project for me um, and I think for a lot of people. That's dope. In in the context of what we were just talking about, that kind of makes me think about how music is such a grappling with your subconscious. Yeah. And that's also why I hold artists to a different kind of pedestal than, uh, not necessarily a different pedestal, but I kind of hold, put them in a different subsection of my mind when I'm thinking about what people did and what, like, what people created and, and the impact that they had. Because it's like a lot of that, a lot of times when you write a song, it's like such a grappling with your subconscious that some of it feels like it's, there's kind of different ways to look at it. Like one of it is that it's like, that's who you really are. And another way is like, that's from above you. Like that's for like a spiritual thing running through you. But I feel like it sounds like from you know what you were saying about it being a reflective project that you kind of had some of that experience where it's like you're working on music and you're finding you're also discovering more about yourself. Would you say that was the case? Oh, absolutely. Like, like as you were saying, where sometimes like a song is something that for me it feels like it sort of comes from above. Like people, a lot of times, like will ask me like you know what made you write about something? How'd you um, come up with that? And I'll, I'll honestly tell them like I don't know. <laughs> 
you know, mm-hmm. sometimes like sometimes I I come in and I'm like, oh, I want to have a concept in mind or something that sparks it. And other times it's just like, this is just what came out when I went in the booth or when I started writing or whatever, like this is just what was there. And so it could be therapeutic. It can like, you know, one of my favorite songs on the project personally is a song called Moonlight. And it's just about my family relationships um, for the most part. And it's like, it's just dealing with like, you know, the trauma of like when when you know you're with your family or especially with your girl or with you know some people have told me for them it was like you know made them think of their wife and it's just like mm-hmm. you get into those moments where it's like everything that person does or everything you do to them like just isn't enough and yeah. you know anytime you do anything it's not good enough it's you know they have some kind of critique they've got some kind of whatever and that was something i had to work through in my life, but also through the music, where it's like, I didn't know how to have that conversation in real life. And that song sort of was the conversation for me. And then it enabled me to then later be able to have that conversation now that I, I've gotten it out and I've put it in a platform where I can, I can even understand it better listening to myself. Uh, and then I can, you know, help people understand or, or get through their situations. But also, like, it, it helps you lead a better life. Like, you know, you get it off your chest. You go and have those conversations, and then you you keep moving forward and keep progressing. Yeah, one of my um, good friends was saying that music for him and the songs that he was releasing are just like pages in his journal. Whether or not it's out there in the public and whether or not it's on a hard drive, that's definitely a time for him to be able to let it go. Because you are getting a lot of inspiration, I feel like, from above, essentially. Oh, wait, sorry, one second. Caution. <clears throat> you are getting um, inspiration, so on and so forth, above, but there's chances and opportunity to whenever you are doing music, just to realize that this song is not only going to impact you, it's actually going to possibly resonate for others and be the vehicle that others need to hear. It's interesting, even like podcasting, like the conversation that we've had with, I mean, amongst each other, that we've had amongst peers, it's like, certain forms of reflection or certain forms of outlets actually do allow you to, you know, carry on that conversation with a family member. There's, there's things that Zim and I have talked about. I mean, with even things that have been released and unreleased where it's just like, damn, like one day I'm going to give possibly like this session of an episode, maybe even if it's like a five minute clip to an individual to listen to for them to sort of understand my mentality or a place where I'm able to come from because sometimes having that conversation just does not do it justice. Yeah, like sometimes it's impossible to 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 talk to the person or or people who are the problem. Sometimes you need to be able to just get it out, get it off your chest, and then they can hear it and they can hear everything that you have to say. It's it's difficult, but it's important. And like you know, the artists that I love, you know, I think are, are very similar in that you listen to their work and it's coming directly from their heart, coming directly from that you know, place above. How much does feedback affect a project? Because if, if it is you writing about how you're feeling, what you are going through, and even when rearranging or arranging orders of a song. Feedback can only ever impact the technical aspects of a project. And what I mean by that is I can never let feedback stop me from telling the truth. Facts. Like, you know, so if if I'm if I say something on a track and it's my truth, it's reality, it's really what I feel and believe, 
and someone's like, yo, you should, you know, hold back. You know, don't say that. People aren't ready to hear that type of thing. That could never change. Like, it's coming out that way. Like, that's what I'm saying. And I, and I, and I have to stick to it because, like, to me, the honesty and just, and it doesn't have to be, like, literally, here's the story of my life. But it has to be, like, this is authentic. Um, this is really what I believe. And I, I, so as far as that's concerned, so feedback to me is about, yo, try a different flow. Yo, this, this beat structure or change up this or, or. Uh, like those things are all, like I, in that sense, I take any feedback and all feedback. I, I, I don't even think uh, you should put out a project without getting feedback uh, just because it's like you you're so as you're working on it, you can get so lost in your own world and forget like that as much as, yes, you are making a project and it is your diary and it might be your uh, your baby and stuff like that. It's you're releasing it and once you release it it's not for you anymore it's for the other people out there it's for other people to to help them in their lives or to to entertain them and and so if you're only focused on how does this make me feel you're never going to impact people the way you want to impact them if you want to if you just want to keep it for yourself and you know that's by all means but if it's meant to be put out to the world i think feedback is so important um but again like only when it comes to making it better and not at the expense of your truth that's a great way of putting it um i know i think i'm thinking about uh feedback versus criticism and how like what bothers me and maybe this is more from a consumer point of view than from a creative point of view but what bothers me is definitely like the notion that like if uh, an artist is using music to tell their truth and then people are coming in like scoring it with an exact like decimal point on a 10 10 out of a 10 scale and like <laughs> this is crazy. a 5.5 this is a 6.3 and like you know what i'm saying like oh, that shit is crazy to me and and doing so like three days or less after the album was released of something that someone has put you know six months plus time into a lot of the time so it's it's crazy to me like it's like i feel like there's such a weird relationship and that's why like feedback is like i think of feedback because it's like if i'm going to play you some something i'm working on before uh it comes out then that's because like you're the fam like yo you can hear this like yo i'm working on this um whereas like if you're just like coming into it kind of out of the blue and just like mm, you know like you got your you got your notepads out like all right here's what i like here's what i don't like i don't know it's just a different relationship and i feel like the the relationship between the artists and the uh consumers can definitely be improved in that sense where like you can like multiple artists like you can like appreciate the direction an artist is going like you can like understand that they're not going to sound like what they did three albums ago like you can like take your time listening to a project as opposed to this kind of more knee-jerk uh oftentimes very critical reaction to to the music that you're seeing nowadays and I feel like a lot of that just really comes to perception, too. One of my friends told me that he showed another friend a song. And when this friend heard the song, he was like, oh, I really fuck with this song. It has potential. Like, whoa. <laughs> like, why did you even have to add that next and that other element to, the, I guess, like the judgment or the criticism of the track that this person has played, you know? <laughs> Because if yeah. <laughs> my friend was just like, yo, if, if Drake or another artist like Cole or Kendrick played you the song, or if it was their voice on it instead, would you say, whoa, I fuck with the song. It has potential. Yeah. But like potential for who? Potential for what? This is, a, it already exists. That's funny you say that. Like, you know, I, I, I got a, a, a buddy of mine, we put out a lot of music together and we, we've worked on a lot of stuff, you know, 
creatively just you know, one of my good, good, like, you know, collaborative partners and friends. And uh, we talk about this all the time. It's like one of the, <laughs> as an artist, especially, let's say, you know, for, for us, we're both recording artists. And, and so uh, we were like, one of the, the, the most painful things you could do is you, you send somebody a song and they're like, yo, who made the beat? Yeah, knowing that you don't put, like, Damn. when they know you're when they know you're not a producer, and they're like, "Yo, who made the beat?" That shit hurts the soul, man. I can't even lie to you. Like, you know, if if you put out a song and they say who made the beat, your shit was trash. That's like, crazy. they were not fucking with it. Like, and so we 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 laugh about that all the time. Where it's just like, yo, like, but that's like it's real. Like, yo, you, you know, everything you put out is not gonna be great, or or is not for everybody. So I'm like, I. For me, it's like, I, I don't, I try not, like, I'm like, with feedback, the thing is, one, I always take into account, like, it's somebody's opinion, and you don't have to take it. Like, you know, if you hear somebody's negative feedback and it makes you feel bad about what you're doing, to be honest, I feel like you probably were already a little insecure about that. Because it has to, like, if you know your shit, like, if I'm like, yo, this shit is hot, I'm good, like, and I hear it, and I'm like, yo, they're bugging, they just don't hear it yet. Like, if you really believe that, you're just not like, you don't like, because I've had that where somebody's like, oh, no, I, I don't like this. And it didn't even phase me. But like the times if you hear it and you hear the feedback and you hear the criticism and you let it get to you, you probably needed to hear that anyway. <laughs> like it probably was something that you just didn't want to admit to yourself. And that's to me where why it's even hitting home in the first place. It's like, because you know, when you know something and you know something to be true, you don't really, somebody doesn't get it. That's cool. We don't argue with fools. You find something wrong with everything that I do I do Blue lights, moon lights, they always peek through my room My room You try, you've been violent to my dreams I've noticed you have No, it's not me, no, it's you It's you My dreams are taking shape I'll leave you in my wake I'm moving I'm moving I believe in taking space I've been reading at my place Romantic Lies, moon, lies, they always peek through my